And welcome to Friends and Family, the podcast where I sit down with my family and talk about friends. I'm Troy. I'm Kenna. I'm Katie. Okay, so for this week we're talking about Season 1, Episode 9, The One Where Underdog Gets Away. Uh, This is their first Thanksgiving episode. It aired on November 17th, 1994, and it was directed by James Burroughs, and IMDb gives it an 8.1 out of 10. Um, So... Well, I, something I've noticed about um, sitcoms, uh, particularly 90s sitcoms, is a, a sitcom will focus on a particular holiday and really do it well. Like, Friends did Thanksgiving episodes really well. Um, Home Improvement did Halloween episodes really well. Um, and yeah, like I said, this is one of their first or the first Thanksgiving episode they did, which would kind of be a tradition as they kept going. Um, I, I'm trying to think, did they do a Thanksgiving episode every season? Every season. There's 10, I believe. Is there? Mm-hmm. You should Google it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. So here's a quick summary. Um, after all their plans fall through, the friends decide to have Thanksgiving at Monica's, only to have it ruined after they get locked out of her apartment. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, I think at this point, from episode nine now onward, we're like, we're fully into friends. Like, there's not really any more setup, like who these people are, character development. Like, this is the show basically would you agree with that yeah all right uh here's a sum oh i already did a summary never mind here's the uh cold open so we're at central perk and rachel is asking her boss for an advance on her salary uh her boss is played by guest star alert max wright as terry uh, he was born on August 2nd, 1943 in Detroit, Michigan. He died on June 26th, 2019. He has 67 acting credits and he's best known for playing Willie Tanner on ALF. Hmm. Did you guys ever watch ALF? No. 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 Probably a bit before your time. You were just little. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I was alive. You weren't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was gone... Before you were even born, like mm-hmm. almost like a decade before you even born. So, um, so Rachel needs the reason she's asking for this advance is that she needs money to join her family for a ski trip in Vail or whatever she said. So, I have a question. Yes. So, she's saying she's needing extra money or an advance or whatever because she's going on this trip. Do you think her family would have paid for her had she not gotten the money in time? Or is this like an independent thing? I'm guessing that's what it is. Yeah, I think if it's, if we have to pay for anything, you have to come home. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm pretty sure her dad would have been just like, okay, here's your ticket. Yeah, Yeah. I I would assume so. Um, 
But again, like with all the other episodes, they, they're like begging her to come back home and stop being independent. Uh, so I'm sure that was probably the case. Um, so upon ask, asking this, uh, Terry lets her know that she's a terrible waitress and that, yeah, which that's not the greatest tactic. If you're a boss, I think. Absolutely. No, no. Yeah. Telling your employee that you, you suck. You're terrible at your job. Yeah. Um, so she says that she's doing better over, you know, over the course of these few months. And then she asked if anyone needs coffee, which everyone raises their hands because comedy. Because <laughs> the 90s. Because the 90s and because comedy. Um, all right. So then we get to the opening credits. I think this was the first episode where they had, they had like a, a little scene. Then the opening credits, then they continued on. Or am I wrong about that? I think this is the first time they did this. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think it was the credits and then they would go on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're back in Central Perk after the opening credits. Um, people always talk about that uh, Friends is so whitewashed that there's just nothing but white people on the show. But actually, if you look in the background of this scene, there's several black extras. Several in yeah. this one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, so then, what what happens is Rachel's going up to, I guess, regulars and asking her for or asking them for an advance on her tips. Um, which just goes to show how uh, naive Rachel is when it comes to working and jobs and yeah um because i mean you you can imagine if you were if you were sitting in a you know coffee house or restaurant or something and your waiter waitress waitress came up to you and was like excuse me um would you mind if i'm sure you're gonna tip me so would you mind if you just give that to me now i'd appreciate it <laughs> I don't know. Around the holidays, though, if we go out somewhere, we tip pretty big. Sure. It's about like 10 to 20 bucks that we tip. Sure. Around the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe people are just greedy in New York. Luckily, I've never had a job where I've relied on tips, Mm -mm. (laughs) fortunately. Um, Because I I think if we can talk about tipping for a second. Sure. I think most of the time... um, people they don't even really think about it like i know if i do like doordash or something you know they always ask for a tip i do the lowest amount every time same right yeah but then i'm worried if someone's gonna spit in my food like like the stash i'll be like oh two (laughs) dollars gross i actually don't see it until after but the person that i'm dating is a dasher so is he yeah i'm always curious if i'm gonna get (laughs) your significant other Ah. but dash her same thing yeah i will say though if i get if i do get a lot of food which sometimes i do uh or if they have to go to like a different place then maybe i'll bump up the tip a little bit but normally it's like yeah what's the lowest five percent i'll do that well yeah i usually do that with doordash but like going out to like 
I don't know, chilies or some yeah. like, Olive Garden. I usually do like 10 to 20 bucks. In See, a and even then, it's like technically what you should do is like calculate how much you have and do like 15% or anything. I suck at math. Same. I don't do the math so well. So I just kind of like round up. I just base it off of <laughs> their service. I don't know. Mm, right. Like, okay. They refilled my drink like seven times. Yeah. You know, they kept checking in. That's a big, that's a big thing. Um, if you're going to get a bigger tip from me is, Make sure my drink is constantly filled. Right? I want to have yeah. seven empty cups. Yeah. Right exactly. here on the end of the table. Like, I, I don't want to have no drink for more than, like, a minute or so. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but normally I'm just like, I don't know, three, four, I don't know. Just whatever. <laughs> um, And that's why I think... Waiters and waitresses, especially, I think they should just start getting salary. Just start getting paid. Let's get rid of tipping. I think it's stupid. Agreed. I think tipping should still be a thing, but they need to be making a livable wage. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 On top of that. So like tipping is like a bonus. Yeah, yeah. And then it's more of an incentive to actually work hospitality. Mm -hmm. Like performance based. Uh-huh. Right. Right. And right. actually want to try. Right. And not just, well, I'm making $1.50 an hour. Mm -hmm. And this table's rude, so I'm not going to put the effort in. Sure. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Ross finds out, um, or I get, no, Monica comes in. She tells Ross that apparently their parents are heading to Puerto Rico with her, their neighbors or something. I don't know. Um, seems like a little bit of a swinging situation, but I don't know that. <laughs> um, Ross does believe her, so he goes to call, uh, his mom to find out. Um, and that's when Joey comes in and he's wearing makeup. And of course, Chandler makes fun of him. Now, I know that that Central Park is right, you know, their apartment is, is, right above central central park but if i were joey just go home and wash off the makeup I feel right like, unless I, he wants i feel people like ask. joey is the type of person that's like i want you to ask me right right and i feel like joey's one of those guys who will look in the mirror and he doesn't see it as feminine he goes oh wow i really do look good right so he wants everybody else to see him looking good <laughs> like i'm I'm an actor. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a model. Ask me about my makeup. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, like I said, Chandler makes fun of him. Because uh, he says he's now actor slash model. Chandler says that he's man slash woman. Guys, good for you, Chandler. Um, so then uh, Ross comes back and turns out that their parents are going uh, to Puerto Rico for Thanksgiving. So Monica offers to... Um, make Thanksgiving dinner, uh, just like, uh, their mom does. Ross wants the mashed potatoes with the lumps, um, which, which Monica says, you know, potatoes aren't supposed to have lumps. Like, I think, I think that's not entirely true. Like just straight out. Right. I actually know this. Oh, okay. Potato facts. Mashed potatoes should have lumps. They're mashed. Okay. They should have lumps. Whipped 
potatoes should not. Oh, that makes sense. So I... it depends on if you like mashed potatoes or whipped potatoes. Right. I like whipped. I like whipped too. I don't like taking a big bite of potato and having a potato chunk. Yeah, I don't like that either. I just like potatoes in all I, forms. Well, yeah, I love potatoes. but like... I don't want to have to mush it with my tongue mm. to make it be <laughs> okay. like the rest of the potatoes. <laughs> You have teeth. You could use those yeah, if you want. Yeah, but it's already too soft, and you want to move the potatoes around in your mouth. Mashed potatoes aren't supposed to be something that you chew. Yeah, interesting. Unless you're okay. getting, like, a baked potato. Yeah. Then I'm okay yeah. with it. Okay. Huh. But give right. me whipped. I'll take whipped any day. Yeah. So you want to chew the food that's supposed to be chewed, <laughs> but if it's not supposed to be chewed, you don't want to chew it. No, you just experience it. Oh, Let it marinate in your mouth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. But can we circle back yes. to the parents leaving? Yeah. How mad would you be? They didn't even tell Ross. How mad would you be that your parents just were not going to be there for a big holiday? Yeah. And it seems like they're what? A, at most a week out from Thanksgiving at this point? Yeah. yeah. Aren't we about a week out from Thanksgiving right now? Yeah. Where are days? They, like, is it Thursday? Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be upset. I'd be really upset. Yeah. Like, like if now, mom what are we and, supposed to do? If mom and Jeff called us and they were just like, hey, we're going to go here. Bye. Yeah. That's all right. I'd make you Thanksgiving dinner. You'd make Thanksgiving, but. It would still be a bummer. It'd still be a bummer. I'd be I mad. wouldn't be happy about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, At this point, I've just, I've come to the conclusion that my mom's not doing Thanksgiving. Ever again. Ever again. Nope. Yeah. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. No, well, she's we did, done. We did the math on how many people we have now. And there is 14 little kids. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just Ooh. kids. There's 14. Someone can't quit having kids. Yeah. Hmm. Katie. Hmm. <laughs> you and your four. Jeez. Oh, everybody in our family thinks they've got to have four. I know. Maybe number five. <sighs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sounds like a joy. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Monica asked Chandler if he's still boycotting all Pilgrim holidays. He says yes, every single one. Um, and that's kind of our first glimpse that Chandler does not like Thanksgiving. I have a th- theory on this for the end okay all right we'll get to it um joey is apparently heading home and then phoebe is celebrating thanksgiving in december because her grandmother's boyfriend is lunar whatever the heck that means i don't know what that means i don't know kenna it's a calendar it's just a different calendar you go off the lunar calendar instead of the mayan calendar okay okay i think I could be wrong. All right. Everybody just looked at me. I came up with a reason. (laughs) Well, you're like the star kind of, you you know, like you're into the signs and maybe you just thought you knew. Of the three of us, you'd be the most new agey. I think lunar is like Chinese New Year. So like the calendar that the Chinese go off of. So you know how like their New Year is, I want to say end of January. Right. Okay. So I think they're a month off. Hmm. All right. Um, uh, I thought it was, it was funny when, when Phoebe says that, that Monica goes, so you're free Thursday then. 
He was like, oh, can I come? <laughs> I thought that was funny. So then, um, uh, Ross uh, heads over to Carol and Susan's apartment because apparently he has to pick up a skull. Um, What's it look like? <laughs> like a big face without skin on it. How far he gets me every time. I was like, what do you think a skull is going to look like? Well, I don't think she meant it that way. It's just funny. Um, And then she says, it's always bugged me because she says, I'm familiar with the concept. And it's like, so why did you ask then? Mm -hmm. Like that, that's always bugged me. (laughs) Um, So Carolyn Susan's apartment, let's talk about that for a second. They have a lot of books. Um, And I looked at a few of them. And because they have a couple um, bookshelves. And on one shelf, they have a book just called Ellis Island. Okay. um, Agents of Sympathy, whatever that is. And uh, Ambush at Osirac. I don't know. I I could have looked them up, but I got too lazy and didn't want to. They sound like like almost like war books. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Doesn't Carol teach? History. Does she? She teaches. I don't know what she teaches. I think they say that she teaches some kind of history class. I could be wrong, but maybe that's why they have those books. But did you look at the light switch by the door? I didn't. It's a Cupid. Is it? Mm -hmm. It's like a little fat baby. Um, I did notice that they have a lot of statues of women. Mm -hmm. It's like, these two are lesbians, just in case you forgot. So here's all like busts (laughs) of women and stuff. Um, speaking of that, Ross says that they have a lot of books about being a lesbian. Um, <laughs> to I which, love her joke. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which she says, you have to take a course so they don't let you do it. That, that was funny. Um, I looked at those books too. And, um, the ones that he was talking about. And one is called Sisterhood is Powerful. Um, Marvella, Woman... Elevated, I think that's what it was. I couldn't quite see it. It seems to me like they're more feminist based books. And yes. He just went less than they're yeah. lesbian books. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, it says women in the title, so it must be a lesbian book. Um I know Sisterhood is Powerful is a very feminist book. I did look that one up. Um it came out in nineteen seventy and it's like a, a collection of a bunch of um, feminist writings that came out of the feminist movement of the sixties and seventies. So, um, there's another one called everything we wanted. Uh, and then one called psychiatry and ethics. Interesting. Which is over there with the quote unquote lesbian books. Um, and then one called, uh, I think it was Arana or, Oh no, Ariana. That's what it is. And again, it's just, a woman's name in the title, so Ross automatically assumed must be a lesbian book. Um, uh, not only do they have women's statues, but they have paintings that are just of women. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, it's like the set decorators just like, well, these guys are lesbians, so just like women everywhere. Right. I feel like nowadays. You know, if you're if you're a lesbian, it's just it's gonna look like any other yeah. apartment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I even think back then it it was like really, that. Yeah. But yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people on set probably thought like Ross did. And it's like, I don't know, these books have women names. I don't know, throw them in there. Right. <laughs> it's the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> we need a shirt that says that. It we, was the 90s. It was the 90s. Um, so Rostin finds uh, that they're reading Yertle the Turtle. Have you guys ever read Yertle the Turtle? No. I may have. I never have. But I don't know. Yeah. That's like the Dr. Seuss book that I think kind of gets forgotten. Like people think, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, see, I had no idea. (laughs) Like people think about, you know, Cat in the Hat, Grinch, Lorax, but they always forget about Yertle the Turtle. Um, and so because I never read it, I looked it up, and apparently, uh, Yertle the Turtle deems himself the uh, king of the pond, and so he stacks up all of his turtle buddies, and for. And to sit on him like a throne. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's kind of turtle subjugation. Subjugation. <laughs> that is terrible. Um, but it came out in 1958. It was published on April 12th. And it's called Yertle the Turtle and Other Stories by Dr. Seuss. Hmm. So there you go. Um, and apparently the reason they have that is, I guess, Susan is reading it to the baby. Uh, which, of course, Ross thinks is ridiculous because the baby hasn't been born yet. Uh, so, <laughs> says, wouldn't that, wouldn't that mean you're crazy? Yeah. Okay, but he's a scientist. I feel like at this point it was known that at that point babies could hear in the womb. Or is that really that yeah. new? Like, I don't, I, I know from experience, babies can hear from a certain point. Even Even if you didn't think they could, it's still like... It'd be like a bonding, bonding. thing or, yeah. yeah, or a comforting thing or, you know. I don't think they can depict actual words. Right. But they do learn the voice, like mm-hmm. she says. And he still thinks that she's insane. Yeah. Does he think that there's like a brick wall? Apparently. That Apparently. baby is pretty close to yeah. <laughs> your skin of your stomach. Um... Yeah, like I say, I'm sure they can't hear words. I'm sure. Yeah. It's pretty muffled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I remember when I was, you know, right? in utero. It was yeah. pretty muffled. <laughs> uh, so Ross asks if they ever talk about him. And they say yes, but they just refer to him as Bobo the sperm guy. <laughs> Susan being very uh, petty here. Um, so then we're back at Monica's. Um, and Ross is complaining, of course, and now all of a sudden he thinks that he should get belly time too, even though the scene previous, he didn't believe that that was even a thing, but now he's like, well, if Susan's doing it, I should do it. Freaking Ross. Freaking Ross. That's another This is when I switch sides and I go, yeah, I'm on Susan and Carol's side. Yeah. It's like those first two episodes when he finds out that Carol's pregnant, that Mm -hmm. they're so mean to him. Yeah. Then he decides that he wants to be involved, but it's just competition the whole time. Right. I feel like it never has to do with the baby. It's yeah. It's just, I have to be better than Susan. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Um. So, yeah, he's complaining to them, and then uh, he, he still doesn't think that that's even possible. And, and that's the thing, he... I just remembered, he still doesn't believe it, but the fact that Susan is doing it, he wants to do it. Um, and so, so Phoebe says, oh, I totally believe that. 
He's like, here's what we'll do. You stick your head in this turkey because they're pre- preparing food. And then we'll talk and you see if you can hear us. Uh, which Chandler, of course, is on board with. Which is funny. That joke would actually come back a couple times yep. in later seasons. That's how I think of it, too. Is if you think of it as just like them being real people mm-hmm. and not it being a show. What if it was Phoebe like, yeah, I know from experience mm-hmm. that you can hear inside of that turkey because I've had a conversation with somebody right. with a turkey on their head. <laughs> um, so then uh, Rachel comes in, she's done with her shift and apparently she's depressed because she didn't make her money. Uh, so then, you know, Monica's like, Rachel, here's your mail. He's like, great, put it on the table. She's like, no, Rachel, here's your mail. Put it on the table. (laughs) So that's when Monica's like, would you just open it? (laughs) And I guess they all gave her, pitched in $20 each, and she has the money to go. Uh, Which they didn't tell Ross about. Nobody ever tells Ross anything. No. Because he's like, we all pitched in. He's like, oh, you owe me 20 bucks. If I was Ross, I'd say, no, I don't. You didn't tell me. I was left out. Um. So, uh, yeah, they all chipped in to get her money. Um. Then Monica tells Chandler that she got his traditional Thanksgiving feast, which is uh, grilled cheese fixings, tomato soup, and a family-sized bag of Funyuns, which sounded delicious to me, by the way. Sounded pretty good to me, too. Yeah. It sounds like a good meal. It's like I wanted to rush out and buy some Funyuns. Um, So that's when Rachel asked Chandler why he doesn't like Thanksgiving. And all the others like, oh, he's going to tell the story again. and tell the story. Uh, And apparently he doesn't like Thanksgiving because when he was a kid and they had Thanksgiving... Apparently, he was eating pumpkin pie, and that's when his parents decided to tell him that they were getting a divorce. And apparently, he then projectile vomited all of his Thanksgiving food everywhere. Now, I don't know. I've never had something that traumatic, but do you think that would, if something like that happened to you, on a certain holiday, would that turn you off from that holiday from like then on for like the rest of your life? No. My theory's coming in earlier than I thought. I don't think it's necessarily the holiday. I think it turned into that. Okay. Because when you're a kid, when else are you going to celebrate that holiday? Right. Like who else are you going to celebrate that holiday with? His parents are divorced. He no longer wants to celebrate it with them. They ruined it. Mm-hmm. He'll eat with everybody. He'll spend time with everybody. He just doesn't want the food because he threw mm, up that food and right. saw it everywhere. And I think that's where the aversion mainly is. I see. Okay. I could be wrong. No, no, I don't eat Wingstop anymore because of that. What happened at Wingstop? Well, no, it's just when I when I was pregnant with my first and I was eating Wingstop, something just did not sit right, and it all came back up. Mm. All of Wingstop, and so now I just. Do you really cannot have those aversions? I don't have those aversions yeah, where if no, I throw I something up, I can I can have it again. No, I cannot. I will say, um, I was eating Zaxby's once. <laughs> this 
this was a whole scene. Let me paint the scene for you. I was still married at the time. I was <laughs> I was in the bath, in the bathtub, eating Zaxby's, right? Well, that sounds lovely. Right? It's just like the perfect, I'd love that. Right? Yeah. I had my laptop on the toilet, so I was sitting there watching stuff, <laughs> eating Zaxby's, and all of a sudden there was a rumbling. Uh-oh. Yeah. And so I hurried, moved my laptop, open. <laughs> Open it. Luckily, the toilet was really close to the to the bathtub, so I just kind of had to lean over. I have a similar story. <laughs> and it was just, it was just projectile. Oh no! Vom- like that was the first time I've ever had like, uh, like shooting out like a gross. garden hose vomit. Mm-hmm. And if you ever seen uh, Ghostbusters two, the pink slime that yeah. comes—that's what it looked like. Ugh. Yeah, super pleasant. So I will say for about a good. Six months, I never ate Zaxby's. Ooh. Yeah. The same thing with Neaters. I can't eat Neaters anymore either. Something happened, and same with like a rumble after I was done, and I don't, never again. I will say my similar story to that is the one thing that I can't do anymore. Which is? I thought I was so hungry that I was starting to feel sick. Mm-hmm. So I stopped at Chevron after work and got a corn dog, mm. which is something that I could eat quickly. Yeah. Ate the corn dog, went home, got in the bath. My stomach starts churning, and I like slid like a dolphin out of the bath <laughs> so that I could get to the toilet. And it was also the same, except there were chunks of hot dog. Like that's all it was, was just hot dog chunks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, how it was with, that's how it was with Zaxby's chicken wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So no more, no more wing stop. <laughs> so even, even today you still won't eat there. Nope. Cause it, that's been years at this point, right? Almost four. Mm-hmm. I'll have a corn dog from anywhere else, just not that specific Chevron. Oh, okay. Same, Interesting. I'll still eat chicken wings, mm-hmm. just not from Wingstop. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. <laughs> the call, the the call of the 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 buffalo chicken tenders from Zaxby's was just too much. I had to go back. I couldn't <laughs> avoid it. Um. <clears throat> so then we go to a a, a subway platform. Uh, Joey's waiting for a train. He looks and sees this girl sitting on a bench, goes over and talks to her. And apparently they worked together, uh, at Macy's. Apparently he was, um, the perfume Aramis, Aramis. Uh, she was the obsession girl. The obsession girl was played by Laura Harris. She was born on August 22nd, 1962 in Chicago, Illinois. She has 31 acting credits. Uh, known for the Fisher King and No Man's Land. And in 2013, this is apropos of nothing, but she was in a movie called Poker Donkey. That sounds like a great movie. Right? (laughs) I just wanted to bring it up so I could say the words Poker Donkey. Um, So after they kind of get reacquainted, Joey, you know, says, oh, you you smell great. What what are you wearing tonight? And, And she goes, nothing. Like, what does that mean? I mean, I know what it means, but what does it mean? Like, is she trying to say... That she's naked? Right. Is that That's what, what I thought, because she is in a coat. But but she's wearing stuff on her bottom half. She's, she's wearing, wearing, like, like, I think like, like leggings and, yeah, yeah, boots and stuff. Maybe it's just the tights and the boots. Mm. I think it was just the lore of saying nothing. Nothing. Right, right, right. Um, 
And so, of course, in Joey's lizard brain, all of a sudden he you know, <laughs> gets excited by that. Um, so then he's like, oh, do you want to go to get, get a drink? She says, yes. And then you see her look at something. And she's like, oh, you know what? Actually, I, I got to go. I, 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 have to, I have to leave. Like, she doesn't even come up with an excuse. She's just like, bye. Bye. Boy, bye. Yeah. And so he's all confused, turns around, and he sees a poster of, of him, his face, for an ad for a VD saying, uh, what Mario isn't telling you. <laughs> now, if I was, and, and this is the thing I, I had with this whole episode, really, you know Joey is an actor. If you're in his life, you know he's an actor. Um, and so I would imagine that if you saw him on the poster, you wouldn't actually think that he has VD. I feel like you wouldn't think that of anybody. Yeah. If they're in a commercial if or on a exactly. poster. Like when you see the Got Milk posters, you think they really got that white mustache <laughs> from milk? No. 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 Um. So yeah, man, that that that's what was weird to me, and and she also knows that his name isn't Mario. I think maybe she doesn't because she barely remembers him. Yeah. 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 Um. So then we get this weird montage of people putting up Joey's poster all over New York City. <laughs> Apparently, he's the <laughs> biggest poster of all time. He's like right in Times Square. Yeah. Yeah. It's in Times Square. Uh -huh. Um. And so then there's a quick clip of him coming into to Central Park and all the friends are laughing at him. Real quick, side note, sorry. Yeah. I'm wearing Central Park socks. Are you? Yeah. Well, one of them is Central Park. Oh, okay. All right. I couldn't find the other one. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so then we're back at uh, Monica's place and Joey walks in and says, well, I'll send another uh, place for Thanksgiving. Oh, family thinks I have VD. <sighs> it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any it's an, sense. It's an mm -hmm. acting job. Yeah. Why his... is it only the other five people in his life know that it's not true? Yeah. Yeah. And even if, even if his family, for some reason, doesn't put the pieces together that he's an actor and this was a job, um, even if, you know, they don't think that, do you think they can just catch vd just from like what talking to someone i think at the time because this was like like almost right at the pretty outbreak. pretty close it was close to the epidemic the mm -hmm. aids, AIDS crisis yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. aids epidemic that happened and so i don't think anybody really knew how it happened what happened yeah. right so maybe that's like i don't want to even touch him mm. like you breathed on by him it could be it yeah. yeah, there's a lot more education these days. There to is, yeah. How it works. I don't know. I mean, I mean, we we do see Joey's family over the seasons, and they're not the brightest group of people. But they also it. know how promiscuous Joey is. Also true. Also true. Yeah. So I feel like maybe even if he was like, no, no, that was just a job. Mm -hmm. They're gonna be like, uh huh, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. We know what you're doing in the city. Yeah. But even then, why would they post it all over the city? I don't know. His don't name's know. not Mario. And it said that it was for one free clinic. Yeah. It was like down the road. Yeah. So doesn't his family 
Doesn't he say that they like live in Queens? Like it's yeah. a different, totally different part. I don't know. This whole thing just baffles my no, mind. Yeah, none of it makes sense. Mm-mm. It's just this contrived storyline to get them all together. But yeah, if, if you think about it, it, none of it makes sense. Um, so then we get a quick shot of of the uh, parade. So you know that the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade's happening. Um, and then Ross is complaining still that it's not the same without mom in the kitchen. So Monica yells at him and he's like, oh, that's closer. Um, which I can relate <laughs> to that because my mom and you guys know very, when she was doing Thanksgiving, very particular. Absolutely. Right. There's yeah. a line. There's a line from the counter in the fridge mm-hmm. and you're not allowed to pass it unless mm-hmm. you're helping. Yeah. Well, she was that way at my house when she helped when I first cooked Thanksgiving. I mean, she came in and it was like drill sergeant. Yeah. Like this is what we're doing first. Yep. Yeah. She's, I feel like she's always kind of been that way. Um, so then Rachel comes in, says she got her tickets. Um, and Chandler tells her to stop shooping. Cause she kept going shoop. shoop. Shoop, shoop. Yep. <laughs> um, and the cookie jar is still there. I post a picture of it on our Facebook page. Cookie jar is still there. Saw that. And I'm also now monitoring her mugs. Like I'm looking at the smiley face mug. Mm-hmm. Um, the mummy one is gone. But there's a witch one now. I she has see a the witch. witch there's a witch mug. That's interesting. It's weird. Huh. Um, and. Next to the smiley face mug, she has now these little, I don't know if they're salt and pepper shakers, but it's Bert and Ernie. I didn't notice that either. I'll yeah. go back. That, that's why I spent half half my preparation doing is just looking at her her cupboards in the background because they're always changing. But I did notice that the chili, the dried chilies that were on the they're gone. Thing, they're gone. Yeah, they're but gone. now there's like a fake pie on top of the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> been there for like a couple seasons or a couple episodes now and i'm just like uh is that real yeah yeah um so joey then says hey monica i have a question i don't see any tater tots (laughs) which monica says that's not a question um so then joey's like what's your tradition you have a turkey cranberry sauce and a tot I've wanted that since he said it, though. (laughs) What kind of Thanksgiving are the Tribbianis having? You get a little turkey, you get a little cranberry sauce, and you get a tot. That sounds so good. That sounds really good. good. But I will say... I try that. I wonder if it is. I've also done my own version of the sandwich that happens in later seasons. The moist maker. But I don't do that. I just... I put cranberry sauce as, like, the sauce mm-hmm. on the bread mm-hmm. and then turkey and you dip it in the gravy. Oh, does that sound good? It's so good. It does sound good. Yeah. I don't know how you would do the gravy soaked bread. No, that he's oh, like, wow. yeah. soggy, bread. soggy bread. That's why I don't dipping, eat French dip. Dipping in gravy is different. I it doesn't get like, soggy. Ooh, I don't like dipping sandwiches. Well, and, I love and, dipping sandwiches. Yeah. And gravy it's, 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 it's thicker. It's it's thicker. It's but it's, if you let it, it's viscous. If you let it sit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, so, uh, Ross then says he's going to leave to go talk to his unborn child, which at this point is just out of spite, basically spite Susan. Um, so then Phoebe, I guess is helping out in the kitchen and just what you were saying, Kenna, she's whipping the potatoes. Mm -hmm. So there's not going to be any lumps. So Phoebe's like, well, I thought we could do them like my mom does, where you could add peas and onions. Yuck. Which sounds gross, right? Mm-hmm. But on a side note, how selfish are these, these friends? Like, she's making dinner. Yes. But she's also making a side dinner for Chandler. And they're like, wait. Mm-hmm. No. Like, I need my potatoes. Yeah. I need my tater tots. I need my peas and onions. Yeah. And my lumps. Now... I, I can get it. I've had Thanksgiving in other places, you know, and it's never the same never as the like same. your family's. I get it. But I would never be like, oh, would you mind making, Mm-mm. you know, the potatoes this certain way for me? Thanksgiving is right? stressful enough. Yes. Yes, exactly. Ugh. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, so. Um. Rachel is about to leave. Uh, when Chandler comes back in, because he he left, because uh, <laughs> Phoebe makes fun of him because she's like, "Oh, here, incoming pie, no. pumpkin pie." Yeah, I think um, that's the meanest one though, and I think that's why he gets upset because that's what he was eating when they tell you're him right. they're getting divorced, and he's like, "Okay, it was funny when you did it with stuffing. That's just mean." Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. Good on you. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> no, right I didn't put that together. Interesting. Um, but that's what I do. I'm the Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a little a little goof right here. Um, so this whole thing is that when they come back, they're locked out. But Chandler goes in and out a couple times, and the door's never locked. Right. Really, when is Monica's door ever locked? Never. 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 And so it's, it's weird. But anyway, he comes in and says that underdog has gotten away and he's floating over Manhattan. So they all go up to the roof. Um, and this is when uh, Monica, I think she asked Rachel to grab the keys, got right? The keys? I hear it as. Or is it got the keys? No, I hear it the way that Monica says. She says it got the, the keys. keys. Got the keys. Yeah. That's, that's what I heard too. That's how I heard it. Yeah. I didn't hear got the keys, but anyway. Um, so then we're back at Carol's apartment, and this is when we see the new Carol. Carol 2.0. Yep. 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 Uh played by Jane Sibbett. Uh she was born on November 28th, 1962. She has 54 acting credits. Um, she's known for Friends and Herman's Head, uh, which was another TV show. Um and so then uh, Ross is trying to speak to the baby, but he gets uncomfortable. He thinks it's stupid. Um, and then that's when uh, Susan comes in and he imme- immediately is like, oh, sh-, and then starts. Oh, wait, or is that later? I may be getting my timeline confused. I think that's later. You're, that, he starts you're talking right, you're about right, his, you're right. gotta pick a major, you gotta, gotta pick a major. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so then we're in the hallway 
and Phoebe's upset that they shot the balloon. I have a little snippet of information about that, though. Okay. Because I was really curious if a balloon like that, like if that had ever happened. Right. Yeah, it's happened a couple times. I was just looking. It hasn't ever, a balloon has never flown away like that. Mm -hmm. But with the underdog balloon, what happened was that the the arm and the the right arm and the right ear deflated. Mm. But this was back in like the 50s, 60s. I thought it was 70s. And then they retired it, and then it got moved to Atlanta, Georgia, mm. to be in their version of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. But okay. then it sat in the warehouse because it doesn't hold air. And nobody knew no, who the heck Underdog was. Right, because it only ran for, <laughs> from, like, what, 60-something? 60, 60... Uh, oh, oh like Underdog s- cartoon? 60 to 67? Yeah, it was in the 60s. Yeah. So then during their 60th anniversary of the parade, they were going to bring out these older balloons mm-hmm. and they were going to fill them up with air, but none of them held. So they cut them all up. And the only part of Underdog you can see is the U on his shirt. It is featured in some hmm. balloons. Really? The okay. only one that really had a mishap like that was Felix the Cat. Yep, that's what I am looking at. And that was 1927. Mm-hmm. There they, was. They just let him Popeye go. Popeye had just, issues. Kermit had issues. Barney had, had issues. It wasn't Barney. It was um, it was Cat in the Hat. Huh. He deflated and knocked over a light pole, <laughs> and the light pole fell on a bystander's head. Oh no! And knocked her unconscious. Wow. And she was in a coma for a month. Those balloons are dangerous. They weigh almost four hundred pounds when they're full. Wow. So if you look at the balloons now, nowadays, how the Wranglers have. A, like a, mm-hmm. it's very reeled in as to before it was like whoop. right yeah yeah that's why huh. but with felix huh. the cat they just they couldn't get him in to the garage after so they didn't deflate him soon enough so they just let him go just let him go and he got too high and he popped <laughs> <laughs> nice how do you guys feel about the parade i love it do you feel like you have to watch it though yes I tell myself every year, okay, I'm going to watch it this year. I'm going to get up, I'm going to watch it, and I never do. Do you have things that you look forward to? Like, oh, shoot, I missed part of it, but as long as I see this part, I'm fine. No, the kids like to see Santa at the end. I like seeing Santa at the end, but if I miss the rockets, I'm a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Then the whole day's ruined. You got to see their high kickies, otherwise... And the dog show after. Yes. I like watching Mm -hmm. the dog show. Hmm. Yep. Okay. It's kind of been our little tradition throughout mm-hmm. the years. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, Phoebe's upset that they shot the balloon. Um, and they find out that Monica's door is locked. Uh, and Joey says, all right, he's got a copy of their key. Um, so then we're, uh, we're back at Carol's place. Um, Ross has been talking for a while. Uh, apparently he picked paleontology as a major on a dare, apparently. Because everybody says, yeah, pick major, pick major. So on a dare, he picked paleontology. So his, his whole career, his whole life is, is based on somebody daring him Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, you should go into paleontology. See, and I don't believe that. I think that was just, let's throw this in there Mm -hmm. because he's talked about Playing with toy dinosaurs since yeah. he was a little kid and having this obsession since yeah. he was really little. All through the show. Oh, yeah. Except this one moment of, 
I pick paleontology on a dare. Mm-hmm. Even in even in future episodes, when when he's talking to uh, Brad Pitt, and he's like, "Remember when when we were younger, how obsessed with dinosaurs we were?" And you know, yep. I think it's just something that he's always felt insecure about. Yeah, probably, probably. Um. So. Uh, she, he gets uncomfortable again, and and Carol suggests, oh, you know, you can, you can uh, sing. He's like, I'm not gonna sing. I'm not gonna sing. And that's when Susan walks in, and that's when you're right. That's when he goes, oh, shh, and he starts singing the monkeys theme. Yep. Uh, and I guess that's when the baby kicks for the first time, and they all freak out. Uh, it it's kind of a it's kind of a sweet little scene. It is. Um. Yeah. I think Ross's made up lyrics are stupid, but it's a sweet little scene. You know, I've 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 been surrounded by women in my family my whole life. They're all having babies. They're still all having babies. <laughs> and I have never felt a baby kick. Oh, it's weird. Never. It's never happened. I'll say the first pregnant belly that I remember touching. Because obviously my mom had Kylie. Mm-hmm. Was Emily. So I was older. And she goes, oh, do you want to feel her? And it was at her baby shower. And she shoves my hand into her stomach to feel Austin's head. And I'm like, oh, whoa. I thought it was going to be weird. hard. It's weird. Like, don't yeah. you just, because it looks like it would be hard. Yeah. Can you picture it being harder. No, it's, it's squishy. squishy. Is it? Mm-hmm. Like a water I- balloon. I've never touched a pregnant belly before, so I don't know. It gets cooler, but that first initial shock was yeah. shocking. Yeah. Thanks, Em. <laughs> um, so then we're back in the hallway. Uh, Joey, Joey is trying all these keys because they have a drawer just full of hundreds of keys, I guess. Um, and uh, so that's when... Monica and Rachel start arguing about the keys or the keys. Um, and Monica ends up having a breakdown a little bit. Uh, I think this is the first breakdown we've seen Monica have where she just starts saying random words and gets really, really high pitched. Uh, and Chandler says that only dogs can hear her now. Um, so then finally they get in. Um, and all the food is ruined. There's smoke everywhere. Um, find out that Rachel missed her flight. Um, she calls Chandler smirky. Uh, and then you cut to a little while, while, well, well, Ross comes in and he's like, oh, it doesn't smell like mom's. Um, then cut to a little while later. They're all depressed. They're all sitting around. Um, Phoebe sees ugly naked guy and they're like, mm. and then she's like, Oh, he's not alone. Now he's had, he has ugly naked gal. And then they all run over to see and like, Oh, it's nice that he has somebody. And then they're like, Oh, you know, feel good moment. Um, so then you see him around the table. They think that they fixed the food and that they're having, you know, Thanksgiving, not so much. Turns out that they're actually, you know, they made the grilled cheese and uh, 
Chandler makes a light cheese, dark cheese joke. Um, and you know, it, it's, and it's, they just, uh, sit around having this, you know, the, this little bit of food that they still have with glasses of, everyone has a glass of water and a glass of wine. It looks like, yep. or champagne. I don't know which, which one it is. Can't really tell. Um, so then Chandler makes a toast and he's like, you know, basically says if all your Thanksgivings hadn't have sucked, this wouldn't have happened. Um, so he was grateful for that. See, he's not opposed to celebrating. You're right. You're the right. Holiday. He You're even right. says, I'm thankful, mm-hmm. which I feel like is a tradition everybody has is to yeah. go around and say something that you're thankful for. I don't think I've ever done that. I don't think we ever did that here. Oh. I don't... oh we did it once. Did we? That's because Dixie was down. Ah, uh, yeah. That it's makes like, sense. Make, yeah. 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 Because my mom wouldn't have done that, I don't think. She no. wouldn't have instigated that. Nope. Um, so then, uh, yeah, I mentioned the Bert and Ernie figures that she has in a witch mug. Um, so then we get the end credits. And this is kind of a goofy little scene where Joey's back at the subway platform with his poster and he's tearing off the bottom uh, and each one gets worse. Uh, one says bladder control problem. Uh, there's one I couldn't quite read because the credits were in the way, but the one after that then says hemorrhoids. Then the one after that says winner of three Tony awards. And that's the one that he, he picks. And you can tell that clearly they were all, you know, pre mm-hmm. pre cut pre ripped so he could just tear them off but yeah um and that's that's pretty much it that's episode nine i do have a little tidbit yeah do you remember in the one with the east laundry detergent yes and they're at the restaurant with the girl joey wants to be with and her supposed date or brother or whatever yeah and they're like she's telling the story about underdog floating down the street the macy's thanksgiving day parade Oh, that's that right. Got loose. That's right. They really like that story. Yeah. <laughs> that's Isn't funny. That weird? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it was it popped up when I was looking at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day balloons. Nice. I they must have had like a blackboard or whiteboard where they just had a bunch of ideas written down. That's my guess. Because they show Joey eventually having a job spraying cologne. Yeah. Just like yeah. you said in this episode. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's funny. Um, yeah. So there you go. This, this was, this was a good episode. I, I like this episode. Um, so let's get to worst and best friend. I don't think there's going to be much debate on the worst. Ross. Ross. Yeah. Ross. He's a crybaby about Thanksgiving food. He's competitive with Susan. He only cares about himself. He has no idea what's going on with anybody else that whole day. Yeah. Um, and so then best friend of the episode. Monica. 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 Yeah. Yeah. These ones were a little pretty obvious this time, so. All right, there you go. Um, 
that is this week's episode. Thanks for listening. If you did, um, if you like this podcast, share us around, subscribe, um, give us a like, uh, review us, rate us on, on iTunes. Um, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be perfection. Um, a five-star rating would be perfection. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Make sure to tune in next week for episode 10. Until then, remember, we'll be there for you because you're there for us too.